You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Yourselves in. 
put your ears right up against the speaker and tell the doctor where it hurts because I am here to give you a very important announcement. Oh, yes. First of all, I would indeed love to take you all home with me, but that's not what I'm here to say. I am here to say that you are listening to the one-year anniversary of the Now You Know Show. So, baby, get your bags, get your trunks, get yourselves together, and make sure your tickets are well in hand. Darlings, all aboard. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Good evening, one and all. I am Professor Charles Porterfield, and hoodoo is my business. Welcome once again to the Now You Know Show, and this is our special one-year anniversary show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, messieurs, mademoiselles, dames and herren, tonight is the one-year anniversary of the Now You Know show. And I want you to go out and tell your friends, tell your mother, tell your father, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell all your damn cousins, because tonight I am going to pull the lid right off this sucker. That's right. Tonight we're going to have a very, very special secrets of scriptural sorcery. Tonight's professor's pontification is going to be our wrap-up of our second series of pontifications. If you were listening, oh, about 25 episodes ago, you got to hear the wrap-up of the first set of pontifications. Tonight we're going to have a wrap-up on the second 
series of pontifications. We're going to be having the news. We're going to be having some special treats. We've got people out in the green room. I didn't even know we had a green room. I'm pretty sure Johnny just painted a room green. We've got people out there all waiting to come in and bring their happy anniversary wishes to us. I can I can see kind of them. They're out in the hall right now eating crullers and, and coffee. I see Charlie Witherspoon. I see Wink Winkerson. I, I see Count Goulash. Miss Loretta Evans from the Quimby First and Second Baptist Church is here. The, the whole gang is here, and we are going to have one hot time. Tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, today is October 1st, 2015. And that means that we are right now in the one year anniversary month. For the LMC Radio Network. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. One year ago, in October, LMC launched. It brought with it that flagship show, the longest running show on Conjure in the universe, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Workout. It quickly added to its stable, the Now You Know Show, Candelo's Corner, the groundbreaking social issues show in the streets, the Crystal Silence League with John St. Germain, Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, On Sacred Ground with Kai Armand, and I am here to tell you right now, not as the host. Of the L of the Now You Know Show, but as the general manager of the LMC Radio Network, that in the coming year, LMC is going to grow. We're going to be bringing new, exciting, amazing, hard hitting shows. The shows we have already got are going to be bringing you incredible, forthright, informative, and on the spot content. We're going to be expanding out into the reaches of the universe. And I want to say to each and every one of our loyal listeners, thank you so much for having been with us through it all. Having been with us through the blog talk radio hiccups, the ups and downs, the tears and the joy. And tonight, I not only salute all the hosts on the LMC Radio Network, all of them, every single one. Catherine Ironwood, Contraman Ali, Candelo Camisa and Michael Correll, Andrea Weston, Kai Armand, Beverly Smith, the Reverend John St. Germain. But I salute you, our listener. Thank you for having been with us. And now, the news. Good evening. This is Chuck Brink reading the news. 
Today is Thursday, October 1st, the 274th day of 2015. There are 82 days until winter begins and 91 days left in the year. Today is an auspicious day to cut hair to slow growth, mow to slow growth, quit smoking, and wash wooden floors. Tomorrow, it will be an auspicious day for all of the latter, plus an auspicious day to begin writing. However, today and tomorrow are poor days for planting, as seeds will tend to rot in the ground. Today's highlight in history comes to us from 1940, when the first section of the Pennsylvania Turnpike described as America's first superhighway, opened to the public, stretching 160 miles from Carlisle to Irwin. Also on the state, in 1908, Henry Ford introduced his Model T automobile to the market. In 1932, Babe Ruth of the New York Yankees made his supposed cult shot hitting a home run against Chicago's Charlie Root in the fifth inning of Game 3 of the World Series. In 1939, Winston Churchill described Russia as, quote, a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma during a radio address on the invasion of Poland by Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union. In 1955, the Situation Comedy, The Honeymooners, premiered on CBS TV. In 1957, the motto, In God We Trust, began appearing on U.S. paper currency. In 1964, the Free Speech Movement, began at the University of California in Berkeley. In 1965, the science fiction novel Dune by Frank Herbert was published by Clinton Books. And the Birds single, Turn, 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 was released by Columbia Records. In 1971, Walt Disney World opened near Orlando, Florida. Today's LMD Network birthday greetings go out today to former President Jimmy Carter, who is 91. Actress-singer Julie Andrews is 80. Actress Stella Stevens is 77. Rock musician Jerry Martini of Sly and Family Stone is 72. Jazz musician Dave Holland, 69. Actor Randy Quaid, 65. Rhythm and blues singer Howard Hewitt, 60. Actor Christopher Titus, 51.
model, Andy Margolis, 50. Rock singer, Kevin Griffin, 47. Singer, Keith Duffy, 41. Actress, Sarah Du, 35. Actor, comedian, Beck Bennett, 31. And actress, B. Larson, 26. Our thought for today comes from Haywood C. Brune, American journalist, born 1888, died 1939, who said, Everybody favors free speech in the slack moments when no axes are being ground. This has been the news from the LMC Radio Newsroom, and we now turn you over to Professor Porterfield and the lucky numbers. Lucky number, oh, dreaming of lucky numbers, hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. Superstition, or even make me suspicious. Table with thirteen dishes, it will make me. That's mommy, yeah? Yeah, man. Well, okay, yeah. Put my trust in goof of dust. Cause you know some days may bring you a seven. Or oh, maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, that's you the eleven. Lucky number for me. Yeah. Oh, yes. And unlike the Nicholas Brothers, you need not just trust in Goofer Dust, because we have the lucky numbers for you here each and every week. Also, it appears that we have had a brief technical difficulty, darlings, and we apologize for that. We've got Johnny working to resolve it right now. We had a number of questions that were sent in to us this week about lucky numbers, and so before we get to them, we're going to try to answer those. First of all, yes, Nicholas brothers are brothers. They are indeed two male gentlemen. However, you must understand that when that recording was made, they were both very young. One was a teenager and one was a preteen time. Also, some people have asked, how do I use these numbers? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you how you use these numbers. We give out each and every week the double-digit numbers, and we give out six of those to you, so that you may use those six double-digit numbers in playing the lottery. That would be state lottery. However, some of you may also find it useful to have those numbers uh, for use in games like Bolito. Those numbers are given to you in sequence. However, their sequence can be reversed. In other words, if I were to give you the number 14, you could play that either as a number 14 or also. And these are for any sets of gambling that you may engage in that use a three-set number. Again, such as or policy games near you. And we also encourage you to numbers to move them around and to box them together or to use them for rundowns. Perhaps some week we will discuss what all of that means. However, this week's lucky numbers come to us from ProfessorPorterfield.com and they 
25, 20, 25, 27, 6, and 42. This is the for 19 and 27, so be sure to watch for them. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 242. That's 242. 558. That's 558. And 974. That of this week is the Four of Spades, the sick bed. Sickness, problems, depletion, tiredness. Be gentle with yourself this week and take extra care of your health and medical concerns. So watch your health this week. Take your vitamins and take care of yourself. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know show to get the lucky numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit, remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, Cation. This week, we're going to go a little lavender. We're going to be taking a walk on the wild side. Holly came from Miami, FLA Hitchhiked away across USA Plucked her eyebrows on the way Shaved her legs and then he was a she She says, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side Said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side Everybody's darling But she never lost her head Even when she was given head She says, hey babe Take a walk on the wild side Said, hey babe Take a walk on the wild side And the colored girls go do 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 place where they said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey Joe, take a walk on the wild side. Sugar Pump Fairy came and hit the streets, looking for soul food and a place to eat. 
to the Apollo. You should have seen him go, go, go. They said, hey, sugar, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. All right. Ha. Jackie is just speeding away. Thought she was James Dean for a day. Then I guess she had to crash. Valium would have helped that fashion. Said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. And the colored girls say, do, 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 Congratulations to you. That leads us into tonight's Professor's Pontification. And tonight's Professor's Pontification is a little special. It's a little special because this is our second wrap-up. This is the last pontification in our second series of ongoing pontifications. And if you've been listening for, oh, the past 20 or so uh, weeks, uh, this is, this is the, uh, the icing on the cake, as it were. Tonight's pontification is called, Do You Know What the Q in Q Oil Stands For? Or Past Lavender Love Drop. We've talked about a lot these past few weeks, and we've talked about the basic attitudes that we've seen and that are ongoing in our community, not just the conjure community, but even the larger magical community. One of the points that we've been making is that we've been talking about the way people do things, how they go about it. We've talked a bit about attitudes, entrances, 
hoary old chestnuts, <clears throat> as well as evil speech. In our first series of pontifications, we talked about some of the characters and the people that you need to watch out for, in particularly in the conjure community, but also in the larger magical community, particularly if you are a up-and-coming or new individual entering into that community or that business. This week, I have seen a lot of talk about something that we've brought up here before, not just in the pontification, but on the show. And that's about the attitude of gay rights, homosexuals, lesbians, bisexuals, transsexuals, at all, and how they are treated within the magical community. So, I want to address this head-on. Once upon a time, I came on this show to talk to you about a popular attitude that goes something like this. There was no astrology practiced by early hoodoo and conjure practitioners. And that's utter bullshit. We know it's just crap. We know it's not so. We know it is, in fact, bullshit. And now we have a new awakening of an attitude, which is that the experience of having gays lesbians, bisexuals, transsexuals, involved in hoodoo and conjure is somehow a new thing. It's a popular thing. It's a, a cultural thing. Well, you know, as those people start to, you know, they want to be everywhere. And this could not be further from the truth. You see, this is a rather diabolic little set of attitudes. And the reason I say diabolic is I mean exactly that. It is diabolic. It's a nasty meeting place. And I'm going to snatch some wigs and burn some hats now and some trouble. So here we go. This nasty meeting place takes place because we have a unpleasant recipe. A recipe for disaster, as it were. And it goes a little something like this. We have a couple of spoonfuls of Christian about gays and lesbians, bisexuals and transsexuals. And that comes into hoodoo and conjure because whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, hoodoo and conjure in the United States of America does, in fact, have a background deeply rooted in the African-American Protestant Christian church, whom we have. 
Then we add to that a nasty attitude that comes out of some of the ATRs. And some of the ATRs can be, just as some Christian churches can be, virulently one who's in ATR or in a Christian church homophobic? No, of course not. Are there welcoming Protestant Christian churches and ATRs? Yes, of course there are. Is the issue of why some Protestant Christians and some practitioners of ATRs are against homosexuality as a general heading, complex, deep, and subtle? Yes. Hatred, bullying, hypocrisy, smug, sanctimonious self-satisfaction? Absolutely. See, there's a difference between someone saying, this is the way we've always done it, this is the way I was taught it, this is the way it came down to me, and I'm not sure to, to do now that there's a change. And we've got to go off and discuss that amongst ourselves and see where we stand on it. There's a difference between that and someone else saying, homosexuals are wrong. They're going to burn in hell. They're too feminine. The ancestors don't talk to them. God hates them, etc., etc., etc. There's a difference between those two things. One is, we have had a previous tradition. Now we need to examine our tradition and see where we're going to go with our tradition. Give us a moment. And the other is, I've already made up my own goddamn mind. I'm right, you're wrong. There's a difference. Goddamn difference. What's the point of this? The point of this is that if you know beans about hoodoo, you will know that this is not, not the tradition of hoodoo. Hoodoo has always had within it, as far back as any living person that I can find to talk to, as far back as any, as any written source that I can find to read, access, openings, works for, acknowledgement of, and acceptance, at least as a client, of those individuals who are homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, and transsexual. I can't find a time statements false. I can't find people of any age who are still alive and still able to talk 
who don't have at least one little piece of work, one little, oh, well, now, if they gay boys, you do this. So we do not, in hoodoo and in conjure, have this driving out, this go away. Does that mean that tonight you can't go out and find a hoodoo practitioner of any age who is homophobic, who is ant against homosexuality, lesbians, bisexuals, transsexuals, etc.? Of course you can. You can go and find anybody of anything. You can go tonight and find white people uh, who hate Polynesians and Polynesians who hate Jews and, and Jews who hate Irish people. I mean, you can just keep doing that all day and all night. It doesn't matter. You can find anybody who doesn't like anybody. But we are here to talk about the tradition. Now I'm going to make an admission to you. I'm going to tell you flat up. I'm going to tell you a truth flat up. If you, hearing the words that I am saying right now, think that therefore hoodoo, conjure, root work, is on the cutting edge of gender fluidity, our understanding of gender roles, our understanding of homosexuality and lesbianism, of its culture, of its place in the culture, etc., then no, you're wrong. Hoodoo is intensely gender biased by reading of it against the modern standard. Where we're at today. What we're trying to do today. Where we as a society are going today. Yes. Absolutely. I'm going to be the first one to stand up and say it. Hoodoo, conjure, root work, is gender biased. It is, is. And it deals in traditional gender roles. And it approaches homosexuality in that light. That is a truth. Sorry, that's a truth. You don't like it? Well, you don't have to do it that way. But I'm telling you, that is the truth. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that when hum- when homosexuality is dealt with, in terms of hoodoo, we deal with two male roots. If normally in the love spell, say, we would have had a male and a female root. Or, for two women, we deal with two female roots. And it does deal in that attitude from the past of the gender role. Meaning, if someone's going to be more masculine, someone's going to be more feminine. Is that a truth of the world? No, that's not a truth of the world. There are gay couples, and you can't say, oh, he's more masculine than him. No, they're both equally masculine. They're both equally feminine. They're whatever. They're themselves. They're individual fucking people. The same holds true of any lesbian couple, of any set of bisexual people, of anyone, etc., etc., etc. But... This is where hoodoo comes out. If you want to see that as a failing, maybe it is. I don't know. Give it 100 years, and we'll have another radio show about it, and it'll probably be different. Because hoodoo grows, lives, jumps, jives, and breathes. It, 
continues to grow. Now it hasn't yet grown into that. Will it grow into it? I don't know. Ask me when I'm 87. Right now, it has amongst some workers, but not in general, not as part of the culture, not as part of the community. But that doesn't change what I said at the beginning. That the hoodoo, root work and conjure tradition inclusive of homosexuals, lesbians, etc. It's a truth. If you've got a problem with that, you might think about leaving. We've talked about this before on the show. If you've got a problem with people of color, get the hell out of the fucking hoodoo. Go. Right now. Get out. Scram. Adios. Goodbye. Because it is the tradition of African American peoples. I didn't say African people. I said African American peoples who commingled their African traditions with Native American peoples who commingled African traditions with Native people, Hebrew people's traditions, and took some from European traditional witchcraft and folk magic and put it together in that great pot and made something fucking as delicious as chop suey or gumbo here in America. And that's the way that is. And if you have a problem with black people, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of hoodoo, get the fuck out of conjure, get the fuck out of root work. Go, because you're doing yourself a disservice, you're doing the tradition a disservice, you're doing all those people a disservice. And now I'm going to add another one. If you have a problem, and I'm just going to use a broad term, I'm going to try, um, perhaps it's not the best inclusive term, but I can only say so many words in any given night. If you have a problem with homosexuality, get out. Go. I mean, I mean a problem. I'm not saying that, you know, you are or aren't. I'm not saying straight people out. I'm saying if you have a problem, if you honestly believe that gay people are going to burn in hell, they're of the devil, get the fuck out. Because you're going to do a disservice to the tradition. Do a disservice to the tradition. You're going to start playing that game that we've been talking about for 52 goddamn weeks on and off we've been talking about here. Which is that we're not trying to institute some sort of hoodoo orthodoxy here. What we're trying to do is to preserve the tradition. Not in stasis. Not in a bubble where it doesn't grow, where it doesn't jump, where it doesn't jive, where it doesn't breathe, where it doesn't live, but not to allow it to become some sort of mishmash that we can't recognize anymore. To 
take it out of the natural growth that it experiences and to enforce some sort of Frankensteinian mutation upon it. That's what we're trying to avoid. And when you want to take homosexuality, gay people, out of hoodoo, you are fucking it up. First of all, educate your goddamn self. Go out and go around and see how many products there are. Products there are for people who are homosexual, lesbian, etc. Just start there. Now, right about now, all the viperous marketeer crowd is rolling their eyes. Fuck you. I'll get to you in a minute. Let's go back to this product issue. Go out and see how many products there are. Go and see how many products were made. Be intelligent and understand that the freedoms we have right now are not the freedoms as a society, that existed in the 40s or 30s or 20s or 10s or 1880s. And so try to understand that when you go into the past to look at products, you're going to start to need to look for coding. Our coding, there is coding in old ads for old products. There's coding not just to mean we're talking about gay people here, There's coding to mean we're talking about Jews here. There's even coding to mean we're talking about black people here. It was a different time. It was a different world. If you were going to go and try to understand Shakespeare, then learn Shakespeare's English. If you want to learn about hoodoo, learn what needed to be said in the day so that advertisements could be run. And what you will find is this. You will start finding love-drawing oils and passion-related oils and incenses and powders and mojo bags for gay people, for people that are homosexuals, lesbians, etc. You will find coding for money products that somehow relate to Jews because Jews are good with money. Well, that's the old myth. You will find products that are coded to prostitution. Because, of course, it's illegal, and so we have to work our way around it, meaning talking about it so openly. You will find products relating to hair straightening, skin whitening, terrible practices, but you will still find it. And you will find coding in there. So go and look. Now, maybe that doesn't satisfy you. Maybe you're part of the viperous marketeer crowd, and right now you're saying, hoodoo ain't shit about none of these products. That's all a bunch of bullshit. That's all done by exploiters. Hell, the people that actually did hoodoo didn't even have bottles. Didn't have no oil besides lard. How could they make no goddamn dressing oil? It's bullshit. All right, motherfucker. Now go and read 
and talk to old folks, and you'll start finding tricks, quote-unquote tricks, for gay people, for homosexuals, for lesbians. Why are they there? Look, are they there? If it's all bullshit, why the fuck is it there? It's there because it was going on. Now, go back and read sources. People who talked about it, and it got written down. This last year, at the 2015 Hoodoo Heritage Festival, I was honored to be asked to participate in the opening ritual for the festival. And it was an amazing bit of theater that was put on uh, primarily uh, by Jamila Jones, Kai Armand, and Andrea Weston. And they recreated and acted out the personas of some root workers of the past whose testimony we have written down. We have their actual words written down. We have their language. We have their idiom. We know enough about them that they were able, as uh, performance artists, to for a moment uh, bring those people back to life for us. And one of those individuals that was portrayed by Kai Armand, my good friend, was a boy girl, a, a quote, sissy. And he talks, when he talks about the work that he had done and that he had learned, about work that he had learned from his his matriarch, his his grandmother and mother, and that it was done primarily on his male, male Italian lover. This is a young African-American individual who is involved in a homosexual relationship with an Italian man, a man of Italian descent. They were living in the area and region of New Orleans, Louisiana. That's a fact. It's not an aberration. It's not a one-time exception. It's not some rarity. There are spells. There are tricks written down, preserved in memory, held on to by people that help quote-unquote gay people with love, with their households, with attracting new love, with keeping current lovers, etc., the same way there are for straight people. And you cannot separate the yoke from the shell and say that the two are not interrelated. The yoke comes inside the shell. The yoke is inside the shell. It's just the way it is. 
gays and lesbians, bisexuals and transsexuals, have been a part of hoodoo as long as there has been hoodoo. They've always been there. And if you now want to come in and say, because of your modern attitudes, that they weren't there, then get out. Get out. Get out. I do not want to associate with you. There are many things that I must put up with on a day-to-day basis. But this is not one of them. And when you look in the modern era, the here and the now, and the not too long ago, you will find workers, great workers, powerful workers, intelligent workers, and gatekeepers in hoodoo root work and conjure who are gay, who are les- lesbian, who are bisexual, and who are transsexual. And some of them, I did not have the honor to know except in passing. These were shop owners and keepers. Some here in Texas. In Texas, son of a bitch. Okay? So again, we're not talking about some sort of aberration. If you've got a gay hoodoo shop owner in San Antonio, motherfucking Texas, goddamn, it must be not so fucking weird, huh? And I wish I had had a chance to know some of those. But it also includes some of those who are living currently and some of those who have passed. It includes my dear friend, Dr. E. Eddie Gutierrez. And if you think he didn't belong, get out! Includes some of those who are living and working right now. It includes proud, honorable, and ethical members of the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, which I am proud to be a part of. It includes my dear friends. And if you think my dear friends who have worked and slaved and done so hard to learn to do things right, to not just make a Frankensteinian mutation out of hoodoo, don't belong, get out. Get out. And now I'm going to give you the sum up. Here it is, boys and girls. This is the sum up on the last 20 plus weeks of pontifications. Here's the sum up on the end of our second set of pontifications before we go to our third set next week. I don't have time for those who are here to erase. We have so many problems, so much power. We have so many good things and our fair share of bad things. We've got honorable, decent, hard-working workers 
and we've got crooks and charlatans. But what I do not have time for is all of you all who are so busily running around with your big pink eraser and your bottle of whiteout, and I meant just what I said on that one, ready to erase and mask over what was. You can have any part of this you want. You can focus on any bit of it that's important to you. You can love it and care for it and ignore the rest for all I care. But I've got no time for those of you who want in or are in who do root work and conjure, who are here to erase. To erase the voices of all those people who went through so much to live and to make their way. And all the voices of those who went through so much to preserve this. And all the voices of those regular, everyday people who were just doing the best they could. And I've got no time for you to come in with your big pink eraser and your bottle of whiteout and wipe it all away. But don't worry. Because as a racist as hard as you may, paint over, cut out, paste together, stitch up, however you want. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you try, we will survive. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong And I grew strong And I learned how to get along And so you're back from out of space I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face I should have changed that stupid lock I should have made you leave your feet If I'd have known for just one second you'd be back to bother me
And our Name It and Claim It winners. <laughs> our Name It and Claim It winners this week are the team, because it took a team to get this typed out correctly, of Troll Towelhead, Christy Porterfield, and Gabrielle Swain. Yes, you three together got it. That was Gloria Gaynor with I Will Survive. And you know, Miss Gaynor, just like all of us here on the LMC Radio Network, was just trying to send out a signal. What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air! The LMC Radio Network, broadcasting around the globe, bringing news, information, education, and entertainment to all. It's the LMC Radio Network, in the vanguard! G'day, mates. This is Charlie Witherspoon, here on behalf of the LMC Radio Network. Just wanting to wish Professor Porterfield, the Now You Know Show, and the LMC Radio Network a happy one-year anniversary. And here's another voice you might not have heard until last week. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour, hosted by Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Manali, Sunday, 3 to 4.30, Candela's Corner, starring Candela Cambisa, Monday, 5 to 7, the Crystal Silence League Hour, hosted by John St. Germain, Tuesday, 5 to 6, In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesday, 6 to 7, Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Wednesday, 5 to 7, The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursday, 6 to 7.30, and On Sacred Ground with Kai Armand. Saturdays, noon to 3, all time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Thank you, Troll Towelhead. That was Troll Towelhead, Chief Engineer here at the LMC Radio Network. This is Wink Winkerson coming to you live and broadcasting to all your homes and all smartphones at sea. Just here to say that... Uh, soon we'll be having a change to that announcement because Kai Armand has moved in sacred ground to Wednesdays and Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston is now on on Saturdays. And a very happy one-year anniversary to the LMC Radio Network. And now, without further ado, here's a word from our fine sponsors. Oh, 
That's right, the secrets of scriptural sorcery. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Phariseeism. That's right, Phariseeism. How do I want to put this to you? Well, it's sort of like if a lie was told, but God knowed it. Brothers and sisters, my text will be found this morning in the second chapter of St. Matthew. Amen. And the eighth verse. Amen. Subject, a lie was told, but God noticed. Amen. These words were spoken by Herod, Amen. the king of Egypt, Amen. speaking to the wise men which he had called up from Jerusalem. Amen. And he said unto them, Go and seek diligently. Amen. For the young child, and when you find him, bring me word. Amen. That I might worship him also. Amen. But God moved in glory. Amen. Amen. And it dream and said to the wise men, Amen. Don't depart back to Herod, Amen. but go to your country another way. Amen. Amen. And when the wise men begin to Draw near unto Jesus, he fell on their knees and began to wish Jesus Christ God's Son. And when they opened their treasures, they gave unto him marbles and franklins. Every man, every woman that knows. Amen. That you've been born of God. Amen. Ought to be willing Amen. to do what Jesus said do. Amen. Not only Amen. what Jesus said do, uh-huh. but Amen. you ought to be willing Amen. to carry out a righteous plan. Go find him. And when you find him, bring me word that I might come and worship him also. A lie was told, but God noted. It makes me think of this report. Everybody ought to be willing to sing and give glory to Jesus Christ, God's Son. And sing this song. Miss 
Catherine Ironwood because she got it. That is indeed Elder Richard Bryant with a lie was told, but God knowed it. And I will take one little mm, tiny, tiny bit of of uh, contradiction with uh, Elder Bryant of Mississippi. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, excuse me. Um, that was uh, Herod Antipas, the uh, tetrarch of Galilee uh, that uh, he was talking about, not the king of Egypt. Tonight, on the Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery, put on your asbestos underwear, because we're going to really burn this sucker down. Tonight we're going to be talking about Phariseeism. Why? Well, as you know, I have promised you that on the Now You Know show, I'm going to tell it like it is, like it was, and try to help in my small way to lead it into what it's going to be. And I have called out pretty much what needed to be called out. And it's time we talked about something. This is going to be, as I said at the very top of the show, a little different Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery. Because tonight I'm really not going to give you a, a trick or a piece of work that you can do. I'm not going to direct you to a place in the Bible that you can take something out to do better love or money work or protect yourself when you're traveling or to help your children get better grades. I'm going to give something out of Scripture that hopefully will help you and that perhaps you can gird yourself with. We have a new kid in town. Very loud, very bullying kid. And that kid is modern evangelical Protestant Christianity. That kid has come in and changed the rules, altered the way things are written down. with things like the uh, Seven Mountains philosophy and Dominionism. We have people running around changing the rules, being real tough, and calling on a cherry-picked letter of the law. In other words, they have no regard for spirit. They engage in hypocritical observance of the cherry-picked letter of what they believe to be religious or moral law. Without regard for the spirit, they are sanctimonious. And therefore, and quite dangerously, quite dangerously, I, as a Jew, get ready! Hold on. I name these people Pharisees. 
I name them Pharisees because they care about the letter and not even the true letter of the law over the spirit. I name them Pharisees. Then what has this got to do with hoodoo? Kid, Johnny, Johnny, why do you let the kid just go over there and sit down, kid? I don't, I'll, okay, kid, I'll tell you what this has got to do with hoodoo. What it's got to do with hoodoo, son, is that hoodoo comes out of a place in the United States of America out of Protestant Christianity, primarily out of the black Protestant church, although there are certain admixtures of Catholicism and other philosophies, but it, that's really its root. You understand, young man? You see? And and that's really, you know, that's where it comes from, okay? Quit sucking on the sucker and listen to me. You're going to ask this question early, I'm going to tell you, okay? So what this has to do with hoodoo, young man, is that we have people in hoodoo who are no longer comfortable going to that root, going to that fertile ground, because these sanctimonious Pharisees have driven people upon people upon people out of the church, away from the church, away from the philosophy, away from the book, and because Christianity has done such a fantastic job of, of, of ad-selling itself as being the only descendant of all those philosophies, they've taken Islam and Judaism along with them. Meaning, we have people that now say, Abrahamic religions, I don't want to have anything to do with those Abrahamic religions. Because of this snow job, these assholes have committed in the church as leaders of the church, like wolves in sheep's clothing with their paws held out ready to get a buck. And so that harms hoodoo, and that's what it has to do with hoodoo. But what do I got to say about it? I'll tell you what I have to say about it, and this is the secrets of scriptural sorcery. So I will say this. Right now, these people are standing up and they're telling you how to think, how to act, what to do, and if you disagree with them, they tell you you're wrong, they tell you you're sinful, they tell you you're going to burn in hell. But I say to you tonight that Romans, Romans 14, 1, 4 says, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may, meet, may, he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. And let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. I want you to write that down, Romans 14, 1, 4. And the next time they come at you and they say, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why don't you do it my way? you got to do it my way. And they want to quarrel over opinion. And they want to tell you what you need to eat and what you need to not eat. And they want to tell you what you need to dress and not dress. And they want to tell you how you need to be and not be. Quote them that. And when they stand on their false pulpits made of clay, 
and they tell you how sinful these people are and how sinful those people are and how we need to cast them out and we need to cleanse our society of them and we need to drive these people out of America and they need to drive these people out of the body and we need to not have them with us, quote to them Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you be not judged. And what we have now is that these false prophets, these people who last week told you the world was going to end because a goddamn lunar eclipse was going to happen. You didn't check the Farmer's Almanac, by the way, and the Farmer's Almanac said, lunar eclipse. But the world was going to end. The world was going to end in September. Trials and tribulations and rumors of war. It's October 1st. We're all still here. And they talk so ugly. And they talk so mean. And they talk so down on them. These people are sorely lacking in gracious words. And yet they are commanded to have gracious words. And if they say, no, I am not, Proverbs 16.24. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. They lack respect for the views and attitudes and beliefs of others. And in doing so, they show that they do not actually honor their Christ in their hearts. For as Peter instructs them in 1 Peter 3.15, But in your hearts, Christ the Lord as holy, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Be prepared. Be ready. Be ready to stand up and make that defense. Be ready to tell them why you have that hope, but do so with gentleness and respect. We'll go and turn on Fox News. Go and turn on all these fly-by-night Jesus wants me to have a satellite television station run 24 hours, and you come back and tell me with how much gentleness and respect these high wolves dressed in sheep's clothing speak. For myself, I hope that one day they will awaken to how far they have, found, they have fallen. They've just, they've just fallen from their founder's ideals, as put forth in Matthew 44 to 45. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Because right now, folks, they have epically failed the instruction of their founders, as found in Jude 1, 22. Have mercy on those who doubt, and, as is spoke in Ephesians 4, 2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. But that's not good for business 
And it sure as hell isn't good for politics. And that's what these liars are in, business and politics. They're there to sell you, to get your money, and to get your votes. And to make sure you know that if you don't vote for the right man, you're sinful. Well, I live in America. And in America, I was brought up by my grandfather and grandmother to believe that those had no things to go together. That it was not the place of the church to tell me how I could vote. That that was my freedom. But they do it every day. they there to stir up division. And that's what they do. They stir up division. They stir up division amongst us on every issue. But they were told in Titus 3, 10 to 11, as for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful. He is self-condemned. I know so many of us in this community and in this country have been hurt by these people. There are people who came in love into the church and they were driven out. There are 90-year-old women who have attended the same church for 80 plus years, who have been driven out over a matter of tithes. There are people driven out because of the color of their hair, the clothes they wear, and it's got to stop. It's got to stop. And if you're going to come into Hoodoo and Conjure, then I suggest to you, then trying to make this some new pagan thing, and by all means, be proud of your religion, and follow your masters and mistresses, whoever they may be. But if you're going to come in here, help us. Help us. Help us clean up our community. Help us bring people, not back to any particular church, particular philosophy, but to heal the injuries. Help us not lose something that is a part of this. Not the Bible of the slave master, not the philosophy of the lash, not the preaching of death or of war, not even Christianity. Hell, I'm a Jew. But help us at least try, I don't know, maybe in some small way, maybe in some small way, do as in said in First Peter 3. 8 to 11. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you are called, that you may obtain a blessing. For, quote, Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. This has been the 
Secrets of Scriptural Sorcery for our one-year anniversary. Up next, we're going to go into the kitchen. And we're going to be talking about patchouli. You know, good old-fashioned patchouli, you know. You get it up in the air, it smells good. You know, I mean, I loved all that stuff in the air, it smells good. Patchouli, incense, peppermints. Congratulations to you both. And so, like, man, we're going to be talking about, like, patchouli. And, like, it's, like, really great, you know? Like, my girlfriend, like, she makes these, these like, uh, patchouli-scented table candles. She pours wax all over a table, and then she sets it on fire. Sorry. Couldn't resist. <clears throat> patchouli, believe it or not, 
has been used in Urdu. And patchouli has a very distinctive, uh, some describe it as earthy or musky fragrance, uh, that has earned it a very long history in the use of perfumery as well as magic. There are three major conditions for which it is employed. Love drawing, money drawing, and, believe it or not, jinx breaking. And because of this versatility, patchouli is found in a lot of all-purpose formulas, such as special oil number 20. Before we get into some of its uses, I would like to give you a cautionary uh, bit of advice about patchouli. Please do not bathe in patchouli. We would all appreciate it. We would all fucking appreciate it. That if you have not bathed for seven to nine days and you need a bath, please just take a damn bath. Just go and take a bath. It's easy. There's water still. Nestle hasn't bought it all up yet. Just go and take a bath. If you want to use some truly soap, that'd be great. But please, if you haven't bathed for nine days, do not go. No problem. I'll just put some patchouli on. No one will ever notice. Yes. God help us. Yes. Yes, we will. Please. Please stop bathing in patchouli. Okay, I'm sorry. I can, I can go on. <clears throat> patchouli can be used in a number of ways, and here are a few. As a bath to draw love. For this, you would mix patchouli with rose petals, orange flowers, and chips of Queen Elizabeth root. Brew this blend into a tea and use it at once as a love bath by adding that tea to the bath. Air dry yourself rather than toweling off after the bath to keep the fragrance on you as you go out on a date. Use this regularly as a personal scent. Throw your used bath water out the front door to attract love. Remember, that's out the front door because you're attracting. You can also use patchouli to keep your spouse satisfied at home. Get a small personal concern of your mates. This could be a hair. This could be a nail pairing and place it at the center of a bundle of patchouli roots. If the man has trouble performing sexually, a dressed raccoon penis bone is hidden in the center of the bundle. If the woman is not sexually responsive, then a dressed cowrie shell goes in the center. Wrap and tie the bundle tightly with red thread and finish it off with nine knots. Then sprinkle the bundle with a mixture of love me oil and stay with me oil and hide it beneath the bed, either up under the slats or in the mattress or between the mattress and the box spring to keep your spouse satisfied at home. You can also use patchouli to help uh, sex up a love incense. Any sweet-smelling commercial love-drawing incense powder can be made more musky and sex-oriented if you mix it with half its volume of a blend 
that is made up of equal parts of patchouli leaves, damiana leaves, and myrrh, and burn that mixture on charcoal. You can also use patchouli to attract money. Money? We can do money with this too? Yes, you can do money with this too. You blend patchouli leaves in equal parts with carry the mixture in a green flannel conjure bag dressed with money drawing oil. This herb combination can also be laid down in the corners or sprinkled around the home or business. For a very strong incense, add to the above mix equal parts of bayberry root. Very, very good. This is bayberry root chips now. Cinnamon chips, benzoin, and cloves, making a total of seven ingredients. And burn a good deal of it on charcoal to fumigate the space. But I told you at the top of this that you can even use patchouli to break a jinx. And that is true. You can use patchouli to break a jinx or turn back a spell. How? Easy. Mix patchouli roots with graveyard dirt and agrimony and carry the mixture in an mojo bag. So once again, that would be patchouli roots, graveyard dirt, and agrimony carried in a mojo bag to help break a jinx or turn back a spell. Now, our information for the In the Kitchen section comes to us each and every week from Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic, a Materia Magica of African American Conjure by Miss Catherine Ironwood, and we thank her for its inclusion and use in the show each and every work week. That being said, right now, there are going to be people out there saying the following. Patchouli? He's out of his goddamn mind. Let me, this is exactly the kind of bullshit, hippie, marketeer, mumbo-jumbo asshole. Nobody even knew what patchouli was. They didn't even have it. All they had was pork grease and rags. That's the way we do it around here. Pork grease, rags, and dirt. Anything else is bullshit. You might be asking yourself, Professor Porterfield, you know, you you know that this stuff you talk about, gays and lesbians in hoodoo, historically, patchouli, calling out hypocrisy of the church, you know you ain't making no friends, right? You know you're just going to rouse people up. Ain't you worried? Ain't you fretting? Darling, 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 darling. No, of course not. The truth is the truth. Facts are facts. You can sit at home and put your head in the sand. You can become a person of only one book, only one voice, and refuse to read or learn or hear anything else. You can be actually walled in in your citadel of self-certainty, but it doesn't make you right. It doesn't change what is. If you get everybody to agree with you, 
that still doesn't change it. You see, I have a philosophy, and it's an unpopular one, but here it is. Might does not make, may win. Might may knock down. Might may conquer and vanquish and hold for an hour or a day, a year, or even a life of man. But might doesn't make right. It doesn't change what is. It doesn't change what is. You can't alter what is. You can have a deeper understanding of it. You can find subtlety and nuance in it. But you can't alter it. So no, I have no fear. What I would like to pass on to you, because this is the last show of our first year. Next week will be the first show of our new year. And so sitting in reflection of a year doing this, man, what a great time we had. We had guests in. Some of those guests went on to have radio shows of their own. We talked about everything. We had some very terrible tragedies uh, that unfortunately happened either the night before or the day of the show, and we had to announce those tragedies. We had some joys. We had a fantastic Christmas show with our own Dr. Love. I believe he'll be back to do this year's Christmas show as well. We had lots and lots of fun, and hopefully we learned lots and lots of things. But what I want to take away from it, what I want to leave you with, if you will, is this. You have, you have to inquire on your own. Obviously, I like when you listen to the show. It's fun. I like having people listen. But you have to, you have to inquire on your own. If you start asking why, and you are diligent, and you have integrity, you will find out so much. My little grandsons turn three this weekend, and they are in the whys. It drives you crazy. Why do zebras have stripes? Why, 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 why? But if we could all be like that for a day, for a week, for a month, and ask why. Why is this here? How does it relate? Where does it come from? And we could look at it with unswavering eyes. If we could just, if we could just focus on it and accept the answers and peer into those answers, we would learn so much. This has been my path. I am not saying your path should be my path. But I am saying, if you really want to learn about hoodoo, about conjure, don't rely on a Professor Porterfield. Don't rely on one book, one voice, one place. Ask why. And be willing to hear the answer 
and write it down and set it aside and then ask why that answer and why that part of that answer. And keep on asking why. Because in doing so, you probably won't find out what you want, but you might just get what you need. Before we go, we've got a few more people here, and I'm going to turn it over to them. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Miss Loretta Evans of the Quimby First and Second Baptist Church, and I just want to wish the LMC Radio Network a happy one-year anniversary. Y'all are doing so well. Bless y'all's hearts. Thank you, Miss. Thank you, Miss Loretta. That is Miss Loretta, and she's she's become a. An absolute stable around here. We we love having her. You ready? Okay, go go. You're gonna keep it short, Phil. How short is? Sh- All right, go ahead, Phil. Listen, Phil Bratchy Fong. Good work. That that's it. That well, he said he's gonna keep it short, folks. That's Phil Patchy Fog here of the LMC Radio Newsroom. <laughs> You keep it short. <laughs> All right. And finally, before we go, there is no way I could I could walk away from the mic without without having this man with me right here. The guy who's been with me every step of the way, sweltered with me in the heat, uh uh dealt with the electrical short outs that we had when the power went off, was with me during the big thunderstorm. That almost knocked down the repeater. Take it away, my friend. Hey there, Professor Porfield. Thank you. Hey, guys, this is Johnny. And I just want to tell you that it's been a real honor to be here with you all this entire year. Looking forward to the next year. And I hope you all got a pencil or pen and paper with you right now. Because here we go. You're going to use one can of tuna fish in water. You don't want to get the oily tuna fish. You want to use the tuna fish in water. You're going to drain that water off. To that, you're going to add one minced boiled egg. I like to boil my eggs. I like to put a little bit of vinegar in the water when I'm boiling the eggs. So one minced minced boiled egg that's been boiled in water with a tablespoon of vinegar there. You're going to use, to your seasoning tastes, some chopped red onion. You want to chop it up nice and fine. You guys also add half a chopped dill pickle. I like the really salty ones. The really salty tart dill pickles. You're going to chop them and that up. Add that in with your red onion. Salt, pepper to taste, a little garlic powder. Then you're also going to add to that Mama's Secret. And Mama's Secret is lemon zeal. That's right. Get yourself a lemon and get you a lemon zealer. You know, or fruit zealer like you take the the, the height off it. You know, the other side of that, right? You're going to add a little lemon zeal. You want to chop that lemon zeal up really, really, really fine. Okay? I mean, just as fine as you can get it. And then you're just going to add one squirt, one squirt of lemon juice into that. Then, to that, you're going to add one tablespoon of mustard. There's yellow mustard to that. And then 
you're going to finish that off with one or two things. Either, if you're like most people, you're going to add mayonnaise. You're going to add mayonnaise until it's a nice consistency. Or, if you're like me, you're going to add horseradish. That's right. You get the horseradish. It looks like mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? It's like creamy, creamy horseradish. And you add that together. Then you're going to set that aside for 24 hours in the fridge in a shallow dish covered. Then take bread. Make your sandwich with it on two pieces of bread. This is very important. Do not cut the bread. Don't cut it into wedges or take the take the, the, the crust off it or anything like that. Make your sandwich and then wrap that sandwich in wax paper. You're going to wrap it in wax paper and let it sit again in the refrigerator for a minimum, this is a minimum, of one and one half hours. Then you take it out. Then if you want to cut off the crust or you want to cut it in diagonals, there you go. And that's the that's the tuna fish recipe, folks. God bless you all. And thanks for being with us here this year. Take it away, Professor Porterfield. Oh, my God. You He gave the... He, well, well uh, all right, Johnny. Well, there you go, folks. There's your... There's your one-year anniversary gift from Johnny. There's Johnny's tuna fish. What? Uh, Johnny says also, if you like, you can put some uh, chopped-up apple in it, apparently. He says uh, his sister likes that, but he doesn't care for it. Anyway, this has been our one-year anniversary, folks. Uh, I got to tell you, it's been a trip being here with you all and going through... All of this together, it's just been something that I, I never could have imagined. And I just want to tell you, uh, I just want to tell you, what, how, how do I put this? What do I want to tell you? I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to tell you about Texas radio and the big beat. It comes out of the Virginia swamps. With plenty of precision, with a backbeat narrow and hard to master. Some call it heavenly in its brilliance. Others, mean and rueful of the Western dream. I love the friends I have gathered together on this thin raft. We have constructed pyramids in honor of our escaping. This is the land of To this, and I'll tell you some heartache. I'll tell you some heartache and the loss of some. I'll tell you I'll tell you about the fate of I'll tell you this. No eternal reward would give us now.
I'll tell you about Texas Radio and the Big Beat. Stop, drive in slow and mad like stop. not even the beginning of the end, Uh, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. Oak Street 